Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me, as he does every week, is my friend and co-host, Tim. It's me. I'm here. I'm here again. Episode three. Things are still the same, Frank. We're watching Supergirl. Life is good. How are you? Uh, Life is good. Life is good. We are... We are hanging in there. We are. I got to go to some restaurants this week because my wife and I are both vaccinated. So we got to eat indoors. It was it was great. Life is starting to feel like it's not normal, but it's getting there. You know, we're still wearing mm-hmm. masks and all that, all that stuff. And but able to sit indoors and not be totally freaked out. Uh, I understand. And it's mm-hmm. it is a, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to say, hey, do you want to do Taco Tuesday? Let's do Taco Tuesday. And we did Taco Tuesday and it was great. That's great. No, that's good. Both my parents and I are double vaxxed as well. So like I went to go see them and it was so weird to be like everyone's like a it's almost like a like a like a standoff where you're like <laughs> and like who like who like, removes the mask first? Who unmasks like, first? You unmask first? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, but that's but that's good. That's good. That's 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 a good feeling, you know? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy you guys were able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also glad that we have some stuff in our mailbag. So would you like to help me open it? Thank you very much. Uh, Now with our... That I got you. Yes. Oh, thank you. They're (laughs) they're still warm. Uh, (laughs) We got a couple uh, of letters uh, from Rachel. Rachel asks, uh, she points out uh, one question from 602. Why didn't any of the super friends testify at Lex's trial? And actually, that's a pretty valid question, really. You, I could see a world where they called in some of the some of our, our heroes to, to testify, um, in addition to Lena. The only, the only thing that I could think of on that is that many of their identities are secret, and therefore they, like, they would not be able to testify in court because they're not like dreamer is not her legal name so her testimony therefore has no um lawful standing mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay that's that's fair that's a good I'll, I'll go with that i'll go with that uh R- rachel also points out that uh she goes you know it's look we're probably not going to see any new relationships uh romantic relationships those seem to be pretty set in stone at this point but but she did say this is kind of fun you know if for some reason they decided that dreamer and william day were were to be an item uh they would have a fun shipper name daydream which <laughs> that's good that's good that is a good i think that's pretty name. good daydream yep so so there you go that's from rachel thank you rachel and then jeff uh texas jeff w from twitter uh a friend of mine from twitter for for several years now uh new listener to the podcast and um he says so did i miss it or are we to assume alex told kelly about Kara being supergirl off camera in episode one, John was encouraging Alex to tell her, and then in episode two, Kelly is showing up at HQ with Big Belly Burger like it's no big deal, and Alex mentioning to Kelly how they need to buy all the pot stickers for Kara when she comes home. So I guess, Jeff goes, I guess I was expecting to see that revelation on screen so we could see Kelly's reaction. But I think Jeff is right. I think that happened off screen, and uh, and we just saw the uh, that that scene was there to to tip us off to the fact that mm-hmm. Kelly now knows. Right. Uh, but it is it, it does seem like after that buildup that 
I'm sort of surprised, but I guess how many times are you going to write a scene where someone's like, what, Kara, Supergirl? Like, how many times can you do that without it sort of feel, feeling samey? It's true. It's true. And I think in some ways the way that Kelly is being written in these past couple of episodes is kind of like the rock of uh, the group. Yeah. It, it would kind of undermine that for her to be like, what? Yeah, true, true. What else are you not telling me? Oh, sure. Like that. Sure, so, yeah. Yeah, if you go so that route, yeah. Like, yeah, so it's more like, boom, it's accepted, it's on, let's let's go. Let's go, keep it moving, yeah. Yeah, it's well. Funny. I actually had forgotten, it's been so long since I watched the last season, I had forgotten that Kelly didn't know, like I thought she did. Coming into this season, I couldn't quite remember. You know, I, I feel this way with all of the super shows, really, and that doesn't go just for the Superman family, Supergirl family, but all the superhero shows, I'm mostly, now, since last season, I've forgotten which of their friends knows and who doesn't and who's going to be betrayed when they find out. I kind of, like, there's certain, yeah, that's a dynamic for me on The Flash and uh, lots of shows where I'm always like, oh, yeah, does, who knows and who doesn't? Does Cecile know? Oh, Cecile knows, yeah. Cecile knows, but yeah. but, but this person, does, you know, like, there's this always that kind of dynamic. So Yeah, I agree. I agree with you that it's hard to keep track sometimes. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, they, I guess they wanted to keep things moving and we will keep things moving. Thank you so much to everyone for emailing us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com or the, uh, the contact form at supergirltvtalk.com if that's your preference. Uh, thank you all for, uh, for doing that. And thank you all for supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, uh, which is how we keep the lights on here. It's what pays the bills around here to keep these shows coming towards you. So thank you for, for to all of you who do that because your small contribution of a dollar a month, a quarter per episode, uh, when you break it down, um, it really goes really far and 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 makes it possible for us to keep doing these shows. So thank you for uh, for your support. It means the world to us. And uh, it's because of uh, that support that uh, that makes it possible for Tim to put together. Great show notes, great outlines for us every week. So, Tim, would you like to jump into the vital stats for this here episode? I sure would, Frank. This is season six, episode three, entitled Phantom Menaces. Obviously a play on Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Uh, written by Dana Horgan and Emilio Ortega Aldrich and uh, directed by Suds Sutherland. Frank, let's we'll mm -hmm. start with that was a good bit because there were some good bits that in there, wouldn't was, you agree? That was a good bit. Actually, and I do want to say, I feel like we should explain for for new listeners um, in the way, you know, like sort of what our segments are because I feel like we, we jump into them sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Every episode is someone's first episode. So that was a good bit is where Tim and I just talk about odds and ends and favorite moments from the episode that maybe don't fit into one of the, the big themes of the season or of the episode, but sort of things like, oh, that was a good bit. Um, and what was what's your first one? What's the first one that comes to your mind? Um, I like that we got to see more of their new uh, HQ, right? You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, we got to see the medical bay. Um, and so it looks much like a medical bay of some kind. Um, I like that every room is octagonal. Like, like there's like a, a very specific design choice. Yes. Because they're like in a big tower, right? One would assume, right? They're in the clock tower, the watch tower, the... Yeah. I You know, um, so... Um, I thought that was cool. I'm glad that we're seeing more rooms because when we said, um, yeah, uh, last week we said, okay, it's a big open space. Yes, it's a big open space. Give me, and they really played with that space in this episode, and I appreciated that because I now I've got a sense for what they're doing with it, and I really liked it. It reminded me very much of the medical bay at Star Labs on the Flash, mm -hmm. um, and I I feel like this must be where the DEO set used to be, I'm guessing, um, that see. they're using the same 
stage. Um, yeah, so I like I like that they and that I guess let me finish that that thought. That was a big that was a big stage. There was lots sure of was. so so I it's good to know that they're using it to the fullest and and yeah showing us these other spaces in it. I like that a lot. Um, I like that John snaps back into DEO director mode in this episode where he's all like. I'm the, I'm the man in charge. We're going to call in Alex. We're going to do this. He's like barking orders, not in a bad way. He's barking orders and he's like, he is the man in charge again. Uh, he is he is back as like top dog, like calling in, calling in the troops. I need my medical doctor friend to come in and, and, and treat this person. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I thought that I thought that was good, too. And it ties specifically into like where he's going yeah. um, in this episode. So that that was good. But it was nice to see D.E.O. Jean. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that the phantoms of the zone are actually aliens and not like it's not something that the zone has done to them or anything like that. It's like that's what they are. So it's not in Professor Comics Corner because it because they're not um, they're not from the comics. They're made up for the show. The phantom zone entities sure um you know is one thing but like the actual aliens they're called zulian malatarians and they are um that is pure cw verse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which is fun but i like that they were there and they like uh they tried to like take over blah 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 and all this stuff but now they guard the phantom zone which is like they're the guards of the zone the zone the zone the zone let's name all the zones of the sea <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but I, I like that they're the, they're, they're prisoners, but also the guards. Yeah. And that's, again, just, they're really like hammering home that Dementor Harry totally. Potter thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like they're not even trying to hide it. I'm honestly surprised they haven't made a Dementor joke. I just wait for Kara to get back. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. She's the, she's the one nerdy enough to do that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did like that. Speaking of Kara, I love, um, I've noticed it now a couple of times in this episode and in, in the, the season premiere that they're doing a lot of Supergirl holograms. Like she did a hologram where she talked to Lex, you know, about like, mm-hmm. let's agree to meet at the fortress. And uh, and then she did a, a hologram here uh, where Alex was was watching the, the old hologram of, of her. And that is a pretty ingenious way, I think, to have uh, to, to let Melissa shoot things after the fact, uh, after her maternity leave, is to have, yep. have her do those things and, and insert them later. Um, so that was, I just thought that was, that was a good bit in the sense that it was an ingenious little way to, uh, to, to get around that and, and they work it in pretty nicely. It doesn't feel forced at all. Nope. No, it doesn't. And I, like she had to wear a bangs wig. Yes. Right. Okay. I thought it looked, I thought it looked different. Yep. It was like, it's a hologram. It's like forgivable. Right. Right. You know, like. You know, you're not going to wear it that much. They weren't going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a good wig just for her to be a hologram. But um, but I thought it was like, oh, no, here we go with the wigs. Um, here we go with the wigs. This is a thing. Yeah. With the wigs. Well, they almost gave her a wig when she got the bangs in the first place. Oh, right. They were like, oh, no. What did you do? Maybe she won't have bangs. We'll just. Give, like, you'll have to wear a wig. Right. And so, But they opted to just let her use her regular hair. Yep, yep. And now the bangs have grown out. And so now we're back to They're what back. it was. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the phantoms attack, um, the phantoms attack at the neck 
right? I like this as a good bit because, like we talked about last week, I was like, oh, they're like vampiric, right? That's the phantoms yes. are like, and it's funny that like a like a like a vampire, like an old school vampire ghost alien attacks like a different kind of vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these, but the but the zoners, the phantoms, go for the neck and leave claw marks at the neck. So it's like the finger piercing, like the the teeth piercing, mm-hmm. and so it's like they're just all vampires they have that is, really just gone for the vampire and and i'm for it i i really i like it. and I'm, i'll this is um i'm gonna add a good bit here just because it's all wrapped in together sure so, but like silas turns into a phantom so you have a traditional vampire becoming the this like old school vampire, soul vampire the soul vampire right exactly and so but then like his soul like like the living force like leaving his body is like the soul leaving the body in prisoner of azkaban with the dementors and i was like you're not like it's like clear clear i'm gonna say it's homage yes know, because like you could yes there's a fine line between ripped off and and homaging something or honoring something and i'm going to say that they're honoring the the idea of the dementor yeah, yeah. because I, otherwise it's just clear plagiarism right. yeah. i feel like they had a writer's retreat this summer uh and they uh, they watched the harry potter movies and they're like you know what we should do yeah. you know how we were kicking around that phantom zone idea but well, what if what if <laughs> exactly it's good i i, I yeah love it. no it's good All it right. is good i like it um I love I love Lena and Brainy trolling Lex by giving his foundation's money to a children's hospital. There is something really beautiful about that. Just about them being like, you know what we could do to piss him off? We could give the money to a bunch of sick kids. I know. And he escalates it, which we'll talk about. He escalates it, which we'll talk about. But they but they are like children. They were like, what if we take his money specifically old lady down the street? That's it. Specifically the (laughs) fact that they were trolling him by giving it to a good cause was was delightful to me. Yep, I totally agree. I also liked Lex's like butler, who was like, "What are you gonna do now that uh, you have everything?" Yes, well, I like I, that he phrased it as, "What's next for the man who has everything?" Which I like that too. Not yeah, really that's... a Professor Comics Corner reference, but there is a Superman story called "For the Man Who Has Everything." That's uh, right. And yeah. I love how badass it is when he's like, "What do I do? I go get more." Yeah, I love that. Oh, that was a great, good bit. It was so good. It was also. You know, fits into fits into a theme later on, but I just it kind of remind like it's like his like it's his Alfred or something like that. But the way the guy delivered the lines, it actually reminded me more of Oh my god! Um, please Harry tell me you're Osborne yes! Butler yes! from yeah. yes 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 <laughs> Bernard Bernard Bernard. Yeah. Oh, oh my guess, gosh! I, guess, I, I yes, would you go make some eggs, Bernard? Oh, okay, yes, sir. sir. Uh, he was stabbed with your father's glider. And yeah, I said I nothing like, yeah. until the plot required it. That's correct, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's he totally reminded me of Bernard. Like, 100%. 100% I got the same vibe. Oh, that's so great. I love that we both got that. Oh, <laughs> that is that is fantastic. Um, Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, is it my turn? I think it's my turn. Uh, sure. I, I don't know. I've lost I've lost track. Um. I love when Jean is talking about the uh, the procedure, the Martian procedure he's going to do. And he says, think of it as a soul transfusion. And I was like, soul transfusion sounds like a funk band 
that plays at the Krypton Cantina on Fridays. Soul Transfusion is a great name for a <laughs> for a funk right? band. Right? We are Soul Transfusion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sorry. Right, anyway, I'm done doing. I'm done doing funk. Um, I. Like that Brainy was like, in the 31st century, we we crafted a formula that quantifies the soul. And I was like, uh-huh, 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 anti-life equation. You're talking about the life equation is what he's talking about. And so ah. he's talking about the anti-anti-life equation, right? Because there's two of them. There's the one that takes away, quote-unquote, life and the one that bestows it or whatever, that everybody recognizes it. And so he's like, He's low key talking about not low key like you know the the god, but you know, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's that's what I I'm. There's a lot. There was a. There's been a, a few bits of anti life thrown out, yes. and I just don't know if you throw out even like this subtly, and I just don't know if you throw out anti life without eventually bringing in the fourth world, the new gods, dark side, Dasad, Granny Goodness, High Father, or Orion. Blah, blah blah. I think that's a very good catch. I did not. I did not pick up on that. I was just like, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing to have mentioned. But I think you are onto something with that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm not good at the math, so I don't know what the difference between a formula and equation is. To me, they're the same thing. Maybe they're not. But anyway, uh, math's not my thing go. either. So nope. That's fine. Um, it, you know, this wasn't. A particularly VFX heavy episode. There were some, but it wasn't like super heavy on the effects. Um, mm-hmm. But there was one shot of Alex suiting up in the at their HQ, uh, right right before like the the battle with the uh, the Phantoms during mm-hmm. the Soul Transfusion, and it was like a glory shot of her of her transforming from her street clothes into her century uh, clothes into her century clothes and. That was really cool. It was a really, really cool CG shot that they clearly had spent some money on, and it looked it looked dope. So yep, that I was agree. that was it a was good awesome. bit for me. Yeah, it was very, very cool. I loved it. I also loved in that same moment, Brainy grabbing the gun and yep. Alex being like, hmm, "Good choice." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was fun. It was good. It's good. Um, I like that Kara had to recap the intro monologue to uh, Nixley. Uh, yeah, the, the the fifth dimensional zoner, where she um, where she was like, um, she was like, my name is Kara Zorel. I come from a planet that was yes. Krypton, and I was sent to take after look after my little cousin. And she was like, it wasn't half hearted. Like I know she was in pain and stuff. Yeah, she's like sad about her dad and whatever else. But it was so funny that she's like. My name is Cars. Yeah, blah 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 blah. I said this yeah. for four seasons at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, I could. But just... I know. But I just like just it was basically it's the same format. It, it basically was like was. sort of changed things. I thought that was great. That was yes. That that was uh, that was a good bit. Um, I only have one more, and that is uh, that I. I like how Lex is actually kind of disappointed when Lena's like, I'm done. I'm done fighting you. And he's like, first he's like in denial. He's like, nah, I don't believe you. Nah, you're just upset because of the kids. And then he's like, well, but if you do, you're not going to get any money from the company and and you can't walk away. You hate me too much. Like he's, he's almost begging her to stay because he likes the cat and game, cat and mouse game so much that he's like, no, you can't just be, you can't just walk away. But, but, but then what am I going to do for fun? 
Like, there's a little bit of him that's like, it's almost charming how he's like, but, but the game. Now what? This is this is what we do. This is what we, we do. Play, we yeah. You can't just right. you can't just decide not to play. That's right. The game. It is. It factors right into the the way that Brainy and Lena were like, "He, what if we took his money yeah. and gave it to the kids?" Like it's that same. It's that same like child like like playfulness, but you're playing with. They're all playing with people's lives. Yeah. And and Lena is the only one that like steps outside of herself in the episode to get that. And I, I really liked that. I, but, I like that. Yeah. I like that. She's the one that's like, you know what? If, if other, if you're going to bring other people's lives in, into this and put them at stake, I, I, I fold. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Lena and Lex, I love in that final little tate to tate, uh, that little, uh, that they, they have Lena is wearing Luther green where Lex has a pop of Luther purple um, where I was like, oh, yeah, got the Luther colors, but you're like oppositional that's, to one another. That's cool. I did not pick up on that, but in retrospect, I remember, I can re- remember what they were wearing. Yeah, she's wearing a green shirt yeah. or sweater or something, and he's got his uh, pocket square is purple. Yes. Yeah, and his tie is mm-hmm. veering on purple. Pink, pinkish purple, you, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's a very good catch. That's a very good catch. I did not, uh, I did not notice that in the moment but now that i think about it that is what they were doing and i, I love that and actually i'm kind of wearing green and purple right now so i'm, I'm kind of repping both um yeah, i'm yeah. wearing blue no, there you go i have green in this though there you go yeah that's really yeah. not the important part of this show it's right? really not because they can't on. see us um no. <clears throat> do you have any more good bits i am out of the good bits okay well then why don't we veer into professor comics corner where we talk about all the comic book references in this episode Indeed, Frank. Thank you. No, what you're doing is you're doing. A, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip a section. Professor Comics. I'm going to go. Why was that a decision? And that's what we talk about. Why something was a decision. Why exactly? Well done. And that. And what is what we're going to talk about today is there were a lot of obvious statements in this episode. Like the first sentence after every commercial basically recapped the last few minutes of what just happened. Like they were made a conscious decision to be like, someone might be tuning in after the commercial. So we have to recap them in one sentence. And so sometimes somebody would say something and be like, I know it was your idea. Yeah. You just yeah. said it. Yes. Um, and I, I, I've never really noticed them doing that before. Um, maybe they have, but it just seemed very obvious to me this time that feels like network notes to me mm-hmm. that feels like like notes from the network where they're like this might be hard for people to follow so you should you should reset after every after every ad break so that people can, right. can follow so they would like right so they would like capture a phantom and he's like cage and we, we captured him he's not going anywhere mm-hmm. commercial break goes back so we've captured this phantom <laughs> it's like we were all here we know yeah, yeah. we know <laughs> it's still technically the same Th- scene yes you're right. right it's basically yeah. the same scene yes yeah and so uh, you're right it probably is studio notes like i'm uh, nobody like that's not a decision people make without making a conscious decision to be like people are coming back from the commercial. Maybe right. they need a reminder. Maybe right. Somebody new is watching right. blah, blah, blah. But right. yes. it was just very obvious to me. That's what they were. Yep. That's what was yep. happening. No, I, I a hundred percent think you're right. I, 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 I haven't noticed also- it before either. That doesn't mean they haven't yeah. done it. Someone will email us and tell us, but I, I don't, uh, I, I feel like maybe that's something that maybe they got notes that like the plots are getting kind of intricate and we need to make sure people can follow them. I don't know. I don't know, but either way you weirdly have been doing that this episode. That is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're doing this. Um, So anyway, 
Um, Professor Comics Corner, where we talk about references to the comic books yes, or sir. something similar. There's the Mad King Bits. I'm not good with the fifth dimension sure. names. Yeah, no one is. Um, no. Okay. They are on the show. Like, practice, practice, practice. They anyway, clearly have so, a fifth dimensional uh, dialect coach there. Indeed. So, uh, uh, Nixel's Piddlins. Nixle Piddlins is the lady in the, the Phantom Zone, right? Yes. Nix, I'll call her Nixley from now on. Nixley. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I, I'm not going to try. So her, her, she says her dad was the Mad King Birds, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, we'll talk about it later, but he, like, expels her to the zone and kills her brother and um, all that stuff. And so, but in the comics, he, the Mad, like, the Mad King is actually not a, it's not a person. It's a title, which I, um, and so I was like, so I'm wondering, like, is it a title here? Cause the way she was telling the story, I was like, you're not telling the whole story. Like there's, yeah, you're definitely, there's definitely parts that you are not sharing. Like I have weird memories of this and this and this and all like something is not clicking. Totally. Um, and she's an imp from the fifth dimension and they're not typically to be trusted. So like no, no. there may be things she's conveniently leaving out. She seems very sympathetic. I want to, I want to feel for her, but I can't help but wonder if there's not some, something under the surface we don't know about. Right. Absolutely. And I, I mean, she, they make, she's like, oh, you know, like my kind or whatever. And she's like, yeah, do you know, Kara's like, yeah, do you know, Mr. Pitalik? And she's like, oh, yeah, that guy's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I like that. But in the comics, Nixley is Mixie's wife. Um, yes. And so she goes all the way back to the Kurt Swan days of the Superman comics. She does. Um, she does. Yeah. yeah. She, she goes way back. And, but then in the new 52, um, is she's is, Clark's uh, she's Clark's landlord. She's Clark's landlady and she is a princess and she is the daughter of Burpsk Burpsis. Right. Yeah. Yes. Him. Um yeah, but it could also be the Mad King Bizgaz um could be Vindivgaz whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, for those trying to follow at home, look at the show notes cuz I'll have links to all these character pages oh cuz oh my gosh, yeah. these names are hard to say. Vindicavisks. Anyway, yeah. he he's a new Fifty Two creation from Grant Morrison and Rags Morales, uh, and he retry he tries to rewrite Superman's history without him noticing, and so I wonder if like some of that is going to come into play. But with with Kara, like mm. you know, like I wonder how long Nixley's going to be around because she left out some bits. It wasn't specific. And so, I mean, technically, Kara's isn't specific either. When you're like, I'm Kara Zarel, my planet was exploding, blah 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 blah. And so you're like, why was your planet exploding? Why didn't? Why wasn't there a spaceship big enough for all of you to go? You know, there's always details missing from a from a short version of the story. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Who, who knows? Uh, Frank, tell me about Azrael. Azrael, yeah. She also mentioned Azrael, and she said, uh, oh, no, they, they've killed Azrael. Uh, how terrible. Uh, and I was like, did she say Azrael? And then I, like, rewatched it with the captions on. No, it's Azrael, who is uh, a, a Kryptonian. Azrael and his, his lover, Nadira, were Kryptonian sleeper agents from, from Kandor. And uh, they were in the... They were in the continuity, uh, but f- around like the 2009, like the new Krypton stuff. Um, okay. They've pulled a few things from that from that er- era now. Names, um, 
and and uh, actually they've pulled things on this show and over on Superman and Lois uh, for from yes, seven seven three four seven seven three yep. four and Sam Lane uh, being involved in that. Yeah, they've they pulled a few things now from that era. The the CW verse has been doing that. So there's clearly. You know, I think that they've they're looking at like, all right, what's some what's some areas of Kryptonian history that like are not have not been adapted to the screen yet, and those are just some bits and pieces. There's maybe not any big stories that they're ready to adapt yet, like the whole new Krypton saga, but they're taking character names and bits and pieces to build storylines around. So I thought that was a neat little reference. I was like, that sounds like a name. That sounds like a real Kryptonian name, and in fact, mm-hmm. it was. Good catch. Um, and then finally, this isn't a comic reference necessarily; it's a movie reference, but um, and they. Kind of, they basically spell it out in the episode. But Brainy mentions the the Fall Torpan from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, um, which is a Vulcan ritual designed to reunite a Vulcan's Katra, which is the living spirit or their soul, with his or her body. And so that's basically what they're 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 doing with Magan in the episode. And I love, but I love that this title of this episode is a riff on a Star Wars title. And the main conceit of a lot of like a plot of the show is a Star Trek thing. That's true. That is funny that they, they pull both those things together. Yep. That was good stuff. That well, and Frank Harry is, Potter. And Harry Potter. A lot of good nerdy stuff in this episode. Frank, we're, we're moving into Storytime Village. For first time listeners, do you want to explain this one? Yes. This is where uh, we break down the story into themes themes that span the whole season and sometimes themes that just span the episode. Indeed, Frank. And we really only have two big ones uh, to talk about today. The abuse and limits of power from within and without. Uh, and that is, you know, the the theme of the season, as the showrunners have said. And we've also have we're still grappling with overcoming fear. But this time it's also grief and pain and anger and like all of this stuff combined, blah, blah, blah. So let's start with the abuse of limits and power from within and without, because it's mostly about Lex and Lena, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah. you know, they're we've talked about it before, but you know, um, they're like Lex and Lena are playing Luther Corp games. Basically, they're like playing a game with each other, and it's like, oh, I got a new DA, and I got the old one fired because they lost my case, and you know, blah blah blah. And so, it's really their first conversation is very much like, look how above the law we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are not constrained by the limits of mere mortals, and I think that there's a there's a nice commentary about um, large corporations, the one percent, you know, everything like that. Like they're he's like they neither of them are playing by the rules of man, Mm-mm. right? Of Mm-mm. people, they are far beyond what the power they wield is far beyond politics Mm -hmm. and i just think that that's really interesting considering that by the end of the episode lena literally gives all of that up like she basically says to lex the representation of the horrible one percent she says no i'm not going to do this anymore this is not who i am i don't want to buy into what you're selling and spell you later Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And yeah. so and so what she's walking away from is so much bigger than just Lex. She's walking away she's walking away from an entire way of life by being more powerful than the world, than than the structures of the world. Totally agree with you. I, I feel like that was done to show us, to illustrate just how what, what she was going to be walking away from, right? Like to to show us like to sh- a couple of things actually. 
they knew obviously that they were going to have her be walking away from from the company. So to show us like the heights of power that she's walking away from, and I think it also sort of illustrates that when you have that much power and you are above the law, um, there is you're you're too dangerous to be a member of society at that point. Like you mm-hmm. cannot, and and Lex proves it by bombing a children's hospital to get back right. at his sister. Um, he cannot be trusted. He's above the law. There's no consequence. He's got the DA in his pocket. There's going to be no consequence to anything he does. So it's it escalates way out of control very quickly. Like you go from not having any consequences to your actions because you own the DA to then like there's complete and utter chaos and, and everyone around you is now just a plaything. And Lena recognizes that and that's when she she decides she needs to step back because you you will have you have no limits like i thought we were playing with some limits like sure okay we'll bribe the da whatever i too can play at that game but if you like have su- such a lack of limits and such a lack, lack of scruples that you're willing to let kids get hurt in a hospital yeah no i i, I got a fault because i just can't I, I can't have that on my conscience and that's that's right it's that escalation that makes her walk that's right you want to you want to hear something well crafted in this area though right so lex in that first conversation right he like celebrates and orchestrates the installation of the new da da's coming and like that new da's like coming after her and all that stuff and she's like ready to make the sacrificial play right you know like you know that was her her sacrifice play was pro- like um was speaking at the trial Right, you know, was was speaking out against Lex at the trial. And he tells her, be wary of opening with the Queen's Gambit, sis. It's such an obvious move, right? And But the Queen's Gambit is a chess move, right? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, and so and, it's and when... It's more of, of their Luther uh, sibling chess rivalry ongoing. No, no, it gets better than this, Frank. It's right, so you, so you have the ongoing chess rivalry, right? And you see that again in the uh, last week of the week before where Lillian and, yes, and yes. Lex are playing chess. So it's all in there. And But the Queen's Gambit is when, um, is when um, you, you have two pawns and like one pawn moves, the black one moves, and they're blocking one another on the chessboard. And then you move another white pawn up next to it so it looks like the black pawn can take the white one, but like it's a setup where you sacrifice the white piece, knowing that those black that black piece is screwed later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like you open up, you you hit, you disadvantage yourself to win later. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so, and he says, "Don't open with that move." It's obvious right. because the Queen Gambit is one of the it's like it's the move that most people do in chess when they don't know how to play chess, mm. even like like you just naturally do it. It's one of the oldest moves. And so but she doesn't make the sacrificial play at the beginning. She makes it at the end. And that's nice. what throws him for a loop. Nice. That's where she wins the chess match that they're playing because she he thinks it's her talking at the trial but it's actually her walking away from mm, Luther Corp mm-hmm. and screwing him over that way because she says, you're going to undo yourself. It's your hubris. You took that piece. And right. you, like Luther Corp is the piece. It's just going to crumble out from underneath you. And like that was, that is really cool writing. That is really Cause, cool. Because it's something you only, if you don't, if he says the Queen's Gambit, but if you don't know what that is, everything, the way that she set that up, 
doesn't like it. It, it doesn't it, resonate it go over your head. No, it doesn't. And you know what? It, it, it did go over my head because I'm not a chess player. So that's that's awesome. Thank you for explaining that because that is. I'm sure there are other folks who didn't didn't pick up on it in in that level of detail either. So that is so cool. And I love. I I knew it was a chess move. And a great Netflix right, series, you, and you, that's it. Like I and everybody else watched that Netflix series, right? right yeah, and yeah. and that's but, all I, mean, I he, knew. He, yeah, yeah, is is good stuff. I I love it. Um, and so like we talked about this. So like you know like they they play these games at first where she like takes his money and gives it to the children's hospital, and like that's that's power, right? That's power of banks, power of money, power of technology, power of all these things. And Lex just has Otis set fire to the children's hospital wing. They blame faulty wiring and say that, oh, that was stuff that Lena had put in. So now you're, it's the power, it's the power of putting other people in danger, children. Like they couldn't, like, they're like, what? Like, oh my, like what horrible person are you? And like, did you not know who Lex Luthor is? Right. He stole 40 cakes. Everyone knows he's the 40. Worst. That's as many as four tens. I know, Frank. I know. And that's terrible. It is terrible. Um, so so I, I like that there's this, like, he escalates. He escalates everything so quickly. Like, oh, it's just between us. It's just money. Somebody's helping out. And that's like, but here's the, here's the power of going too far. Yes. And, and that's, and he almost breaks Brainy and Lena in that moment just by doing, by doing that too. And I think that's, that's powerful in of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so good. So good. Yeah. So then you have, so then at the end, right, you have, you know, he says she, Lena's walking away. She's going to walk away from Luther Corpus. The only way that she knows how to, to, break him you know she says his hubris is his undoing you know because she's going to get the da to drop the investigation on her by walking away from luther court blah 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 however that all plays out that's the actual sacrificial play yes. that's the queen's gambit in reverse almost um but what he says to her is or you know he's like you know, you love this. You love that all of this is like what we do, blah, blah, blah. You'll be back. And she says, I do hate you. I just love me more. Yes. And I I loved that line because this is, it's not just Lena walking away from toxic masculinity, right? Because we talked about Lex as like pure toxic masculinity yep. Yep. in last week's episode and all this stuff like these women who are after me, blah, blah, Yes, blah. yes, right, right, right. That was right. And so, but it's that, but she's walking away from, you're looking at her healing. She's walking away from an abusive relationship. Yes. Like if it, it, at the at the height of it, you know, he manipulates her to get what he wants, like whatever her feelings, whatever her needs or wants or desires, he bulldozes them over, he tricks her, he gaslights her, he does anything that he can to get what he wants, all within the vein of, you're a Luther, I held you by my side, I, like, you, where other people would drop you, I was there for you, blah, 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 all the stuff he says at the trial last week. And she walks away from all of it, every single part of it and i was just so proud of her as a fiction i know character. right because mm-hmm. it's it but it's true though because the whole the whole he only has power over her insofar as she lets him mm-hmm. you know like only only insofar as she wants to be 
she wants to fight that fight. She wants to keep control of the company or she wants to she cares about what people say about their family or it, it, it's all predicated on. I know you Lex knows that she cares too much about something about whether it's the company or her friends or her good name, whatever it is. He knows that she cares too much about something to let it go and 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 that he will have to, she will have to comply with whatever he whatever corner he's backed her into if she wants to save the company her friends whatever and it's only when she says you know what i'm not playing this game anymore i'm taking my ball and going home then he's suddenly like but then uh i got nothing like he he, yep, right. he doesn't really have much power over her directly if she's not willing to if she's not game if she's not willing to play along that's right. It's almost like walking away from a bully on a playground. It's it basically is. what she does. Like, come on, fight. And you're like, no, no, I won't. Yeah, no, yeah. I won't. And if you won't, uh, then they've got nothing on you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll. Fi- I mean, he is Lex Luthor. And I'm sure he'll find some way to yeah, suck right, her back when, in. Right. When Bernard says, you know, what's next for the man who has everything? And Lex says, I go get more, mm-hmm. which is, I got to say, kind of bamf. Oh, that you was know, like, so badass. It was, it was so great. Uh, I was pure. I mean, I'm not. The, the I love hating characters. Yes, right. Yes. You know, like you know, you don't want to be them, but you no. do want to watch them. You know, and I those are those are different. Those are different emotions. So I love watching Lex because I don't want that to exist in the world. But he's he's an interesting foil to characters and 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 everything like that. But that was a a great moment. So like. What is more? What what is more when when what was when your everything was the game, right? So if you if you're the Riddler and you solve all of the world's riddles, what's next? You know, and that's that's the problem with that's the problem with Lex in the first place. Yeah, for the man who literally for the man who has everything. What is there more to get? Uh huh. Maybe it's becoming the Anti Monitor. That was a dream. That was yeah. Remember yeah. that was the thing that yeah. happened. So yeah. I feel like, um, and then I mean that that portal he walked into. I think that's the same kind of portal he used to go to the fortress. So I think that's just a technology he has now. Correct. Um, I was trying to determine if there was any significance to that. Like, if he, was he going to the Phantom Zone or was he going to where? Like, but no, I think that's just a thing he uses to get around now. It was it was Bamf. It was it was he is a badass mf'er, and that was John John Cryer's Lex is that that guy you love to hate. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Great to watch. Fantastic. Chews up the scenery. Uh, and they write for him so well. And uh, and this was just like another one of those great moments for him. Yep. yep. I agree. Yeah. Wonderful. Let's talk about Princess Nixley. Yeah. There's more abuse of power. More that her father kills her brother, sends her to the Phantom Zone because she wasn't worth killing, which is horrible. Yeah. And great. And, you know, and all these things like you're not even worth my time. Um, and so it, it, this one is really playing with the power of gender roles, the patriarchal structure, who's in charge and what's worth it and blah, blah, blah. And and I like that there's a it Kara doing her thing. It's a like helps her reclaim herself. Right. She literally breaks the shackle of her of yes. her servitude, you know, and in the phantom zone. Um, and so this so symbolic. And so what I think is funny that like I saw it happen. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I definitely mm, saw it. Thank um, you. And um, and uh, 
you know, and Kara was like, you had the like you had the power all along, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Maybe the and power then, was the friends you made along the way. It totally was in this episode, actually. But then, like, I was like, okay, I got it. And then she was like, breaking that shackle was important for me physically and metaphysically yeah. or was, literally yeah. or figuratively. And I was like, like yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks. I got it. I watched you do it. It happened. Yeah. Don't tell okay. me it didn't you, happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> like, yes, you you not only you not only hit the shackle with that ball, now you've hit me over the head with it. Thank you. That's yes, yes. Sure, so okay. true. That's like where that it's like, oh, you're explaining it again. Yeah. Like, I got there it. you go, explaining again. You just like I got it. Some things just happen because of context. It's okay. Yeah. Like, but anyway. I do like the car though, is the she's always been the hope, help, and compassion for all um, hero on this show. And sh- it, she's always been about... I mean, the the end of season one, if you recall, uh, the whole the whole way that she saved the world, including Superman, was by just giving everybody hope. Like, she basically got on camera in front of the whole world and reminded everybody to just have hope. And... Mm-hmm. and, and that's that's what she is for all of her powers the thing that she inspires the most is hope and uh and even here even in the phantom zone she's doing that and she gave this woman she gave nixley the the power to to hope and the power to uh to have regain some self-worth and to to break that shackle both metaphorically and physically um and she credits Kara with that she says like you gave me you gave me the you know the the wherewithal that I needed to do this and it's mm-hmm. it's consistent with Kara's role as the hope help and compassion for all hero absolutely it is and I just hope that that's not going to come back to bite Kara in the in the tuchus I you know? I f- just because the fifth dimension I don't trust the fifth dimension I fear that it might um, but you know maybe that'll teach her a lesson that she needs going into the rest of the season Maybe, but either way, Nixley joins Phantom L, uh, or uh, Team Phantom. Yes, yes. Team Phantom L, Tamel, Tamel. Team El Phantom. No, El Phantom. <laughs> yeah, it's too too obvious. I like the window. That's my. That was my the Phantom quote for the oh evening. God. I've never seen the. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you've seen that movie, right, with Billy Zane? No, I haven't. We you, oh, we did it. What? Oh boy! What? Let me tell you why it's wonderful. Coming soon to Beer with Geeks. Coming soon to Beer with Geeks. <laughs> yeah, in your your dang right. I'm gonna make you watch it. I know you it's will. It's not a. It's not even. Let me tell you. Like I gotta. Not like, even a discussion. It's not a discussion. You have to see it. You must. You must. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Anyway, now I'm gonna want to <laughs> talk about that the rest of the night. Uh, help me. Help uh, me. Well, let's, let's talk, talk about, about overcoming fear, grief, pain, and anger, Tim. All right. Well, Frank, like the fear, grief, me. pain, and anger of me not having seen the Phantom with Billy Zane. Oh, so much anger. <laughs> anyway, um. So we get a bit of the stages of uh, the stages of grief, right? Yes. You know, and so and that's really what's happening here. We're moving on to there was a lot of denial last week and now there was a lot of anger this week. So they're really kind of moving through the stages until Kara comes back, you know, or maybe she doesn't come back at all. Twist. Um, no, she definitely comes back. It's Supergirl. Um, it's kind of in the so, name of the show. 
Right. Exactly. So, um, you have, well, let's go back to Brainy and Lena. They're suffering from their time working with Lex. There's anger there. Like we see it and like, you know, and so like they team up, like teaming up with Lena, um, kind of works both Brainy and Lena so much into a frenzy that like after Lex, like, you know, sets fire to the children's hospital, which I can't believe this is still a thing. I know. That we're really like, talking about it's like horrible. I like know. you, you feel bad people, even saying it, right? Like, like you could watch people like, like I'm here to destroy your planet and kill everyone. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No problem. But then like, but setting fire to a children's wing of a hospital is tangible. Th- yes. Uh, you can wrap your head around that. That's not fake. That's real. People can do that. And just on a whim thing, like, and I think that's what's so awful about what, like that, what he did. It's crazy. I, I loved it. Um, So, but they, he, they, they work themselves up into a frenzy that they're like, let's kill him. And they're like, yeah, let's kill him. I thought that was, I, I liked that. They were both there. So, he gets them so worked up. They're such in a place. I hate his suits. I hate his lack of hair. I hate his teeth. I know. I hate like whatever, like whatever it is. It was kind of comedic actually at first, like the, the, um, and I thought this too, when, when Brainy was alone and he was shouting at the, like, he was actually imitating Lex at one point member. And he's like, Oh, I'm Lex Luthor. And at yeah. first it was funny. And then it sort of turned dark real quick. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened in this scene where it was like, at first it was kind of funny. He's like, I hate his stupid hair and his suits and his this and his face and his this and that. And then it's something like, yeah, let's kill him. I could sever his, his organs and put his body in all over the universe. Cause I know the planets where I was like, Whoa, Whoa, that, that got too real too quickly. And I'm a little scared of you now. Yeah, exactly. But it, like, let's not forget that he's Kaluin, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and he's not mm-hmm. Kalua, he's Kaluin. So he's not really a party drink. Oh my you know? god! And so, um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. I mean, we you do this a lot, but this week is wow. You yeah. are you are on fire with the uh, with the dad jokes, my friend. No kidding. So, uh, so anyway, so but like. Brainiac one is a is a mass genocidal universal murderer. Correct. And so like you don't get much worse than Brainiac when it comes to I will destroy your planet. Um and so and Brainy had all these inhibitor chips to basically stop him from being that. Yes. Right? And so he now he's like he's getting to the point he's getting so angry, so rage filled that a red lantern ring is going to come down any second. Honestly, yes. That's what yeah. it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. It is that level of rage. Yeah. And so, and he doesn't know how to process his emotions without the inhibitors. It's almost like, forgive me for making this kind of, um, for making this kind of uh, um, comparison, but it's almost like if you take medication for depression or for something like that, and like you can't get that medication anymore. Yep. And what do you do? And you, because he can't handle things the way that he wants to, because no one's ever showed him how. Yep. Um, I, I can, so, and, I can actually vouch for that to a degree, because I've, I've been on medication and then had to very quickly get off it when I wasn't able to, to get a prescription filled, let's say, and have to be off mm-hmm. it very quickly and not taper off like you're supposed to. Right. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is sort of a, a, uh, yeah, sort of a literary version of that, where you're, you're seeing someone who is 
they have this thing that that is keeping them. You know, in the case of medication, it's it's brain chem, it's keeping your brain chemistry in a a, a healthy level, right? And if that suddenly gets pulled out from under you, your the chemicals shift very quickly, and and you you feel it, you feel it, and it doesn't feel good. It feels horrible. Um, you get literal withdrawal symptoms, and in his case, like he is kind of having withdrawal symptoms of a sort where he like he's feeling all these things that don't feel good and he can't help it. It's happening in his brain. He's feeling this rage that doesn't feel good and he wants it to stop. Um, and it's because he very quickly went from having those inhibitors on to having them off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, and Brainy and Lena last season, I think it was last season, talked a lot about like putting your box, you're putting your feelings in boxes and putting them away. And I remember talking about that with you going, that's not a good idea. Nope. That's the opposite of a good idea. That's not healthy. Smartest people in the universe, not good. So um, I like that Lena again steps outside of herself and says, "You let it out, let it go." Yep. You have to move on, and you know this is this is what we're going to do for each other. The people who do not show emotions and bottle up, lock it away, stoic when necessary like all this stuff and they're the ones that are opening up to each other quite emotionally i find that very powerful i i agree i, I agree i find that too. I, I find it very powerful that that she is being paired up with an alien uh because she is so she has locked up her emotions to to such a degree that that her experience is even comparable to what brainy is going through that's kind of remarkable and i i love that we're seeing them struggle through this together mm-hmm Yep, I agree. Lock it. You said lock it up, and all I could think of was wedding crashes. <laughs> lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah. I I love that Brainiac One bottled up cities, and Brainiac Five bottles up his emotions. Nice. Well done. Get out of here. You're done for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself a high I will, five. I will see you. See you all later. Yeah. Catch you. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. That was so good. Um. Let's talk about Jean. Jean is being the soldier, right? Magan's like, maybe you should be a little less emotional. He's like, you're right. I will have no emotions. And she's like, oh, well, that's not really what I meant. She's like, yeah, no, that's what you said, though. I you mean. Said no. like, she's like, no, that's not exactly what I said. He's like, no, that's what you said. Um, so, but I, I he's, he's doing it to protect himself. So he's do, basically doing exactly what Brainy and Lena are doing with revenge, like they're like using revenge and bottling their feelings and like, ha oh, ha, we took his money. Isn't that making us feel better? Instead of confronting your emotions. And Jean is doing the exact same thing, except that he's doing the the soldier he's doing the soldier thing uh instead. And he wants or needs Alex to also be like that because that's kind of his connection yeah. to those days, right? Yes. Those soldier days. And so he's like, Alex will get it. Alex needs to also do this. And, and you know, much like Brainy and Lena are working off of one another, Sean's like, I also need somebody to work off Sure. Of. Like a good like. soldier, Jean Jones is there. Do, 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 do. Uh, and, right, exactly. And McGon does not completely agree with that. And so when she goes and gets attacked by the Phantoms, Jean can't help but hold back his emotion at that point right so it's almost like in some ways getting attacked by the phantoms helped jean confront his emotions in the first place yeah yeah you know and of course jean goes through his typical like but what if it doesn't work what if i'm not the right person what if this other thing i'm like jean you proved 
over and over again that you're the right person for this. It's okay. But in a lot of ways, isn't that what we always do? Yeah. Don't we always question ourselves? Like, aren't like you know, you do the same thing over and over again. You prove that you're good at it, and then you still go, am I good at this? Right. Like, blah, blah, blah. We were having this conversation before we recorded the episode. Yes. But, like, it, it like fits perfectly. It we does, really. Keep, we keep looping the same thing over and over and over again. So, like, it's not... John is very consistently written. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yes. Yeah. He has. He, you know, and we all have our character flaws that we just keep coming back to over and over and over again. All of us do that. So, and it exactly. can be frustrating to watch that on TV and be like, "Why hasn't this character grown? Why does he hasn't he learned yet?" Well, you know, dummy, we all do that. We all have right. lessons that we like refuse to learn because we have our neuroses and anxieties and everything else that stop us from from internalizing some things. And in his mm-hmm. case. He's got a hard time internalizing that, yes, he's the he's a good guy and he's the right man for this job. Um, he's very comfortable being a soldier, but he's not super comfortable being uh, vulnerable and, and and emotionally intimate. And and that's because what he was, this requires. He got so hurt. But it, now, again, he's forced to do that. You know, like, what, what if I'm giving up the part of her that's in me? You know, in a lot of ways, it's, you know, it's gr- it's grief again. What if I, I'm giving her up? What if I by, lose her? Like, what if I lose her and like you don't really have her? You have only a part mm-hmm. and that's not the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and i just i really liked that because that was all you know that was that's all alex and stuff but speaking of alex alex is grieving over Kara, and it's a different type of grief than what everybody else is going through right she's having she's like in major throes of depression she says she can't breathe things are out of sorts and kelly who is just again holding this entire team together uh, yeah just like by the grace of kelly She's just like, I'm here to fix y'all. Grace Kelly like, is somebody else, though. Like, Grace Kelly, good song. Yeah, di- um, different person, though. Right, I know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Princess no, of Monaco. Grace Kelly. Yeah, she yeah. was a princess. Yeah, yeah, I know who she was. Yeah. She was an actress, and then she, she was, was a princess. Yeah. yeah. Rear Window. I high, know who she high is. High Society, yeah. great movie. Yeah, it is. I like Rear Window more. I like High Society better, but that's fine. Okay, well, I'm glad that we've had this discussion. Okay. I'll great. see you on Academy Rewind. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, please take over for me. It's so much work. <laughs> hey, it was your idea to do a ten-year podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to do a ten-year podcast, and I'm like trying to wrap it up. Like, like I know we had five years left, but let's do it in a year. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Oh gosh. Gosh. Oh, anyway, so Kelly says when everything seems dark, that's when we show up for those we need the most, right? And that's like Kel- That's Kelly's mantra. That's what we. That's what Kelly does. You know, and I think that's truthfully that's going to be Kelly's mantra the rest of the season i think you're right it, you're looking at an insulated version of this now with 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 team with team supergirl but you are but I, I, you are then you you then she's going to apply that to everybody on, later on a bigger scale i think this is her thesis statement yes right? you know, yes you yes. show when everything's dark you show up for those who need it the most and she's going to do that not just on this team but for everybody, I think and, right. you know, or or for the, you know, like that. I know they said that that Black Lives Matter was going to be an influence on the season, mm-hmm. you know. So we're going to like, mm-hmm. I, like, is she going in that direction? And we're going to show up for the people who need it the most right here, right now. And I'm excited. That was good. I I liked that line. Um. So, but I also like that when we see Alex paralyzed by fear when confronting the evolved vampiric Silas, because Alex never stops. Yeah. Ever. Alex jumps in no matter what, and she's got a plan, and she's so bereaved she can't even she can't even do this. 
And I, I what I actually thought was really telling is that she's not wearing any eye makeup in this uh in this um episode yes i I took that to be because she's been crying so much frankly that 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 was part of it um that that, that... that's a good point i just assumed that it was like it's not worth it you know like she just couldn't even bring herself to do something like that both 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 can be true honestly yeah yep so um but I what I like about Alex's story in juxtaposition to to everybody else in the show right now is that Brainy, Lena, and Jean need to take a step back, but Alex needs to step forward. Yeah. Right. And I and, the, and but that's what she ends up doing, where everybody's like doing their own everyone's doing their own thing. She is ready for the attack on the Phantoms of the Tower. Um and that is and that she regains a sense of herself. Um, and so in a weird way, Jean was right. She did need to be the soldier again, right? But maybe not in the way that Jean thought she needed it. Like right. he needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so in a weird way, he wasn't wrong. And so, but then we get this lovely moment, of course, at the end where, you know, the people we love are worth it. Life is worth it. Alex and Kelly are moving in together. Life is short. Share your lives together. So on and so on and so forth. It was a very, very nice moment. Yay. Yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely. I was, I was, I honestly, I had forgotten that they weren't living together yet. So I was like, oh, oh yeah, they should, yeah, they they should do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it just at this point seems like they've been together for so, it feels like they've been together for so long that I just sort of forgot that they hadn't moved in together. So yes, I'm glad they're taking that step. Yep, me too. I'm happy for Alex. And and that pretty much wraps up Storytime Village. But you know who was conspicuously absent? Supergirl. Supergirl. She was not, not, not a lot in this episode for her. No, but I mean, I understand like they're coming in and filming her stuff later, yes, like yes. not giving her a big thing. But, um, but it does. It, I it didn't occur to me until afterwards. But I was like, wow, she didn't really. She like did her Supergirl thing, you know. Save like, obviously she saves. They save Zorel, you know. Blah blah blah, and you know, like let's get out of here. But it's not nothing about the the themes or whatever else were really about her it makes it maybe her she was afraid for her dad right yeah and so yeah. like in making friend the friends we make along the way there you go so yeah. helping others helps you get the next thing this but. was setting up i think she's gonna have a bigger role to play in next week's episode and we'll talk about that in trailer tv talk mm-hmm. but it seemed this was more setting up her her story for the next episode or two um and yeah she didn't have a big role to play but we knew that would be the case with her being on parental leave and and them shooting around her schedule and all of that so it was bound to sort of it's it's kind of surprising that it took this many three episodes before we felt that um because in the first two it didn't really they didn't really feel it as as much she didn't feel her not being there because they did such a good job of of shooting around it so um yeah i, I that that was bound to happen and i think we're probably going to feel that for another episode or two um and and then when she's back from the the zone uh i think that's when things will i think that's when things will pick back up again um but hey we're going to talk about the trailer in in just a minute here <clears throat> and uh and we will talk some light spoilers as well for future episodes so if you don't want to hear that uh, this is probably where we leave you but hey thank you for listening uh and uh please do remember to rate and review us in places like uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, especially, Apple, especially Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that, that goes the furthest for us. You can uh, contact us and uh, be heard in our mailbag segment by emailing us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com or 
on Twitter at TV Supergirl. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Thought Bubble Audio is the name of our network where all of our shows are hosted. I mentioned Academy Rewind. That's where Tim talks about every movie ever nominated for Best Picture by the uh, uh, for the Oscars. Um, very uh, audacious, uh, big project that you and Palmer have been working on for a number of years now, and you're 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 more than halfway through at this point. Are you like uh, you're seventy percent of the way there, or something like that? I would we're seventy seventy five percent of the okay. way so, there. Huge library of backlog of episodes to listen to. You can find all of your literally all of your favorite movies are there. Um, and uh, and our our other show, Beer with Geeks, that we host together, <clears throat> where we talk about. I guess we're talking about the Phantom of Billy Zane pretty soon. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, you, you find all that stuff at thoughtbubbleaudio.com as well as this show, Supergirl TV Talk, uh, and a number of other shows from us and from other other friends of ours. Uh, Superman and, and Lois TV Talk comes to mind. Um, but you can also uh, support us by telling a friend, following us on social media. All those things are great, great things to do. So please, please, please do all those things. And um, hey, let us take a second to talk about this trailer for this week. I think I found what we're looking for. We're going home. Hold on, sis. We're coming. In the end, we always come back together. Oh, no. Stronger than ever. We're gonna need a bigger gun. We have to get out of here. That was the audio from the trailer for Season 6, Episode 4, Lost souls and uh the description for lost souls uh gives us a little peek into what we can expect for uh for next week the synopsis says supergirl finds a way home supergirl finds an opportunity to escape from the phantom zone but it comes with some dangerous strings attached meanwhile lena joins the super friends on a mission but finds she disagrees with their plan of action against the Phantoms and wonders if she's truly ready to be a part of the team. Well, um, so that actually tells us quite a bit. It does. More than the trailer yeah. told us. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, because the trailer from everything that we see, like, it's like, okay, they find the Nexus that stabilizes the Phantom Zone. They go to it, and there's a Jaws reference. Um, we're going to need a bigger gun. I like that. You know, that was good. That was fun. And it plays up the horror because it's kind of playing with the jaws, but the maybe with the ticking is kind of like a. The, the, yeah, know, the like, tone of it was very horror movie. Uh, the trailer had a very yeah. horror movie tone to it. Yeah, even the the the, the, um, the close up of Magan's face uh, and, you know, like something's like hands creeping over the thing. I had to rewind it a couple of times to 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 be sure what I was looking at. So, yeah. There's a yeah. there's a shot of and I, I rewounded to look at this. There's a shot of Dreamer looking into a portal. Uh, I assume looking into the Phantom Zone, uh, and there are these really spooky. What looks like trees, like very spooky trees, like bare branches, gnarled, uh, you know, gnarled branches that that look like straight out of straight out of some kind of horror movie. So they I were just assume they were the apple trees from the Wizard of Oz. That's exactly what they looked like to me. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I had the same yeah. thought. We uh, are. Simpatico, Simpatico. yeah. So for for sure, it had it had that look. It it very creepy looking, and um, they definitely played up the the visuals and the yeah the the tick tock sound effect was very ominous sounding. 
I feel that the CW does this kind of a lot, and they give they decide like everything's gonna have a spooky feel to it this week because like the trailer for Nancy Drew that aired during this episode was very like spooky, and like I feel like Riverdale trailers are always very spooky. Um, so I, I find it hard to and now. I have not watched Riverdale since season one. I have not seen Nancy Drew, but I do sometimes wonder like, is that really what this episode is gonna feel like, or is it just like they want the tone of the trailers this week to feel spooky because? Uh, that's what they, I don't know. Like, you know, do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, truthfully, I never really pay attention to the tone of the trailer because it doesn't always uh, yeah. sell the, what the episode it's, is. It's not always indicative of, in fact, I would argue it's rarely indicative of the tone of the episode. Yeah. I, um, yeah, well, um, I have enjoyed this season immensely so far. And so I do believe I will continue to enjoy it. I do too. I, I, I have liked that all of the, episode titles so far seem to be seem to be tied to the phantom zone specifically you know like phantom menaces lost souls um uh last week we had um uh oh shoot i can't remember last week's title uh, a few good women okay that one wasn't really phantom zone but um i do like this as a theme and and we didn't talk about this in the episode but the phantoms of the opera uh, title that the, the, yes. this week's episode three was was supposed to be called Phantoms of the Opera. They changed it. To, I can see why they changed it because uh, it didn't didn't fit at all. No, <laughs> didn't fit at all. all. I guess nope. they just went with a pun and and they decided eh, that pun didn't really work, so we're gonna change it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm on board on board with this. I like the um, I like that she's finding a way out now. It doesn't say she gets out. It says she finds a way out. So I think we got at least one more week. Until she gets out. What do you think? You, I Just a week? You think so? I, I said at least. I, <laughs> I'm oh, saying at oh. least. Yeah, I don't think she's getting out this... I don't think she's getting out this episode. I, I'd be I'd be incredibly surprised if it was this quickly. Do you think she gets... So we have episodes through the end of May, right? Do you think she gets out before this mid-season break? Hmm. I would think that the mid-season break might be the thing that moves us into yeah. like in so because that'd be eight the episodes season break is coming in end of may end of may you said so it's the very end of may like the i um, believe it's the last week of may yeah okay so the may 31st is a monday so it would be the 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 week before that um just like the 24th i think 23rd 24th something like that um and so, okay. Uh, Superman and Lois returns on May eighteenth, which means that Supergirl will be oh. will be finishing, I guess, on May eleventh. So, my apologies okay. for that mis- mistake. So, okay, so that means one, two, three. So, there's only three episodes left. So, I think, yeah, I think she's going to be in the Phantom Zone for three more episodes. Okay, I could buy yeah. that. Yeah, if there's only three left, yeah, I could buy that. Yeah, I would say she's in there for three. I'd say she's in there for two three episodes but she's not getting out ne- next week maybe the week after or the week after that yeah okay that sounds right to me that sounds right to me. I, I could see it the last this last episode of this chunk of that that's when she gets out and then mm-hmm. when when we finish out the season in the summer which we still don't have an exact date for that but whenever we come back in the summer um that then now she'll be back and and we'll, we'll go on another set of adventures from there exactly Interesting, interesting stuff. Well, hey, thank you everyone for listening and being along on this ride with us. Always a pleasure, and uh, we will talk to you next week. But until then, up, up, and away.